Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, May the 22nd, 2023, and uh, we're back at it after a week away. Uh, last week was a big graduation week here in the Rolling House, so had lots of family in and out and some big celebrations going on, so uh, took a, uh, a break from the podcast last week, but we're back at it this week. And um, looking forward to uh, spending some time with you and uh, spending some time uh, with the Lord as we dive into his word. So a couple of things I want to try to do here moving forward uh, on the podcast. Um, so this is gonna be, some of you followed me for a while and followed been on this in this community for a while. You're just going to be laughable. But this is going to be the goal. We're going to really try to keep these podcasts for to, to around 20 minutes. Um, that seems to be the sweet spot for podcasts right around 20 minutes. So um, so I'm going to do my best to kind of. Keep us moving. Keep it around 20 uh, minutes uh, or so. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll dive in a little quicker each day and uh, start getting into the text. And so we can uh, use that 20 minutes to its fullest. How about it? All right, you guys. You know what we do? We read. We pray. We change the world. Today we are in Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. And um, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Uh, Peter and uh, is active in the, in spreading the gospel and also getting into a lot of trouble around Jerusalem. So let's see what he says. It was about that time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. The attended, uh, they belonged to the ecclesia. Uh, they intended to persecute him. Uh, interesting. Uh, the early the early followers of Jesus now are being ca uh, called the church, the ecclesia, those who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. Hmm. So James has been uh, put to death. Um, you know, I was thinking uh, about that, and um, just not the not the, not the being put to death part, but about the church. Um, been reading some things and just the, um, you know, there's a, there's something that, um, that God does in us in, in our commitment to community, you know, our commitment to, uh, staying in community, committing to the church, belonging to the church, uh, in our individualistic society, we don't really like that. Um, but biblically it, you can't escape it, uh, that we should be at the same time devoted to the Lord and being committed to his word, but we should also be committed to a local church. Um, and, you know, there are exceptions uh, for, you know, when you should leave a church, uh, obviously, if there's a heresy or toxicity, or a, certainly if there's spiritual abuse going on, um, then yeah, then I think in those cases, it, one should, would do well to consider finding another uh, local church to, um, to worship with and to uh, belong to. 
but but that decision to go somewhere else should be done very prayerfully because where you're going you're 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 choosing to belong to that new community as well <laughs> so but in other cases uh, outside of that it really is a um a calling uh by the lord to us to to stay to commit to belong because in that belonging to the church um we grow we uh, we receive and distribute and administer grace. We receive grace from others. We, re- we receive correction and encouragement, and we also extend it to others. So there's real value, really, really big value in belonging to a church. So back to the, uh, the sad news here in verse 2. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword, that is Herod. And this is the great-grandson of... Uh, Herod the Great, which, you know, from the birth narratives of Jesus. Verse 3, when he saw what uh, th- that this was met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter too. Okay, so he's wanting to kill Peter too. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it's saying. He got such a, he got such a, uh, he was welcomed with such warm fanfare from killing James. Uh, let's grab Peter. Let's do the same thing. Let's, uh, let's b- build our political base, as it were. Hmm. You can build political bases with evil. You know that, right? Yeah. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. So 16 guards. Because why? Because Christians are slippery. <laughs> you got to watch them. I mean, we learned that from the resurrection and from the earlier gospel, the earlier chapters of Acts. You know, you put these Christians in tombs and you put them in jail and, and they're slippery. So let's put 16 around them. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So his hands were kind of tied during the Passover. Not much he could do then. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. So church is praying that uh, Peter would be uh, released, that he would be protected, because they're what? They're afraid for his life. I mean, uh, Herod, uh, you know, took, took uh, James's life. I mean, there's no, there's no question about what the ultimate intent is that as soon as the Passover is over, Herod's intention is to, uh, to, to eliminate, uh, Peter. So they're praying, um, that night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping. I mean, you know, that he, the brother's at peace, man. He's at peace. He knows what happened to James. He, he knows like, likely the fate that is before him, but he's at peace. Whether I live or die, it's uh, as unto the Lord. <laughs> so Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Wake up, boy. It's time to get up. Peter snoozing. The angel had to strike him in the ribs. Bruh, get up. Let's go. Huh? What? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm so tired, man. I had a rough week, man. What? Come on, people! Your brothers and sisters are praying. Let's go, huh? Yeah, you're being delivered. <laughs> so quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Hmm. Reminds me of the uh, the hymns, um, "Amazing Love." My chains fell off. My heart was free. Yeah, that's it. Check it out, old hymn, verse eight. Then the angel said to him, "Put on your clothes." Well, put your clothes on. I can't take you out in the public like this. You know what he said, but he did say, put your clothes on. 
Well, put your clothes on. Here you are, tied between two men. You're butt naked. Put some clothes on, boy. Put some clothes on. Put your put on your clothes and sandals. It's like and sandals, Peter. Man, do I have to walk you through every little step here? <laughs> and Peter did so. Wrap your wrap your cloak. Now wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he's in a vision. He was sound asleep. He thought he was just, this is all like, you know, a vision. Like, this is not really happening. This is kind of what I'm happening. I'm dreaming. He thought he was seeing a vision. Verse 10. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading into the city. He opened, it opened for them by itself. Man, how about that? It's like sci-fi right there. No gate just opens, swings open. That's amazing. That's incredible. It's miraculous is what it is. Um, and they went through it, and they walked the length of the street. Suddenly, and the angel left him. Then, so once the angel leaves, then Peter came to himself, and he said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent the angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Now he's like, Now I know the Lord was in this. The Lord has delivered me. He delivered me from Herod, from his evil grip, and from everything that the Jewish uh, people were hoping would happen, which namely was his death. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the the mother of John, also called Mark, John Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and the servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. So they're all praying in there, Lord, set Peter free, set him free, set him free, Lord, deliver him. Peter knocks on the door. Rhoda goes and answers the door. I love this. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed. She ran back without opening the door <laughs> and explained, Peter's at the door. So they're like, Peter, she's like, ah! So she, Peter's still standing outside. And he's like, oh, but could you, excuse me, could you open the door? Like, I just broke out of jail, or the angels just broke me out of jail. I don't, excuse me. She was so stoked, though. She was excited. She's like, wow, I can't believe it. Now, this is, this is interesting. So she goes back into the prayer meeting and tells him that Peter is at the door in verse 15. You're out of your mind. That's what we're, we're praying for his deliverance. There's no way he's here. <laughs> we're praying for him to be set free. How could it possibly be that he's at the front door? Uh, your prayer has been answered. Hello. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be an angel. They still can't believe it. But Peter, meanwhile, Peter's still knocking. But Peter kept knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. You know, for some of you, you need to realize you're, you're, the answer's at the door. Come on. Some of you have been praying for something. You've been praying and praying and praying, and the answer's at the door. You just got to open the door. Sometimes we pray for things and ask for things, seek things, and God offers it, but we don't receive it. We don't pick it up. We don't go to the door. Receive what he's given. Accept it. We're, sometimes we get so used to begging and pleading for something that we don't even notice when it's been given to us already. Lord, I'm so alone. Give me a friend. Give me a friend. Give me a companion. Give me someone to do life with. Give me a small group. Give me good friends. And you, and you keep pleading and pleading and pleading, and you look around like, you got friends all around you. You got people in your life all around. Open up the door. 
Open up the door. Whatever it is today, maybe you just need to open the door. Prayer's at the door. Your, your answered prayer is at the door. So Peter's out there knocking. Uh, Peter motions with his hands for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. So they're all like fired up that he's there, and he's like, shh, not too loud. I just got out of jail. He told, told them how Lord, the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and the sisters about this, he said, and then he left for another place. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. That's how they did things, man. If you were in charge of a, of a prisoner, if they escaped, you, you, you received their fate. And, and Peter's fate was going to be uh, execution. So because he, the, the guards let him slip, they received his punishment. Mm. Then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastus, that's a, that's a, I'm sorry, that's an incredible name, Blastus. You know, he's loud. I don't know anything about Blastus, but that brother's loud. He make a lot of noise when he come in a room. Because it wouldn't make sense. I mean, you're not going to have a quiet Blastus. I mean, a little quiet, introverted Blastus? No, no. Maybe sheepish, but not Blastus. Blastus is loud. Like, you know when Blastus shows up at your house. Oh, Blastus is here. He got really loud exhaust pipes on his four-wheel drive. You know it. You know it. He come rumbling in. He's got to. He's got to give it a little gas right before he. Uh, you know, he kind of hits the throttle right before he turns the engine off. So it's really loud. Here comes Blastus. Yeah. Anyway, after securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. Okay. So Herod is in a little quarrel with Tyre and Sidon. And so, you know, they needed Tyre and Sidon because it was on the coast. And, uh, you know, they needed um, food. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on the throne and delivered. And that's not like the bathroom, by the way. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the real throne, like his, his, uh, his royal throne. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. So he's trying to he's trying to garner uh, support and goodwill among Tyre and Sidon because he needs them. He needs access for food from the port to get to his place, to get to his country, and so or get to his his region. And so he's given a public address. It's a political speech, right? Verse twenty-two. They shouted, "This is the voice of a god, not a man." And they're saying that because they really need him, right? They're they don't really think he's a god. They're just they're just uh, buttering him up, you know. Um. So yeah, they they're you know they're just uh they're just saying what he wants that you know that they're just saying what the politi politicians want to hear, and immediately because Herod did not give praise to God, 
and they're said he's a God, not a man. And because Herod did not correct that or give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God, I love this. Herod, the one who threatened to kill the, the he killed James, but threatened to kill Peter and wanted to squelch the, uh, the church through uh, intimidation and murder. He ends up dying. But verse 24, I love it. But the word of God, it continued to flourish. Yeah. You can't kill the word of God, man. You can't kill the word of God. You can't squelch it. You can't stop it. Uh, it's unstoppable. And um, there's so many lessons in this. Uh, you know, there's uh, just in, in summary, there's so many lessons. One is this passage brings us face to face with the fact that, you know, God saves some, or, or God will heal and deliver some people, and some people aren't healed and delivered. That's a reality. James was killed. He was murdered. I'm sure the church was praying for James when he was imprisoned as well. But for whatever reason, James faced execution. Peter, the church also prayed for earnestly, and he was delivered. We don't always, we do not understand why that is. There's no one who can who can answer that for us. But we trust the word of God. We treat the, trust the teaching of the word of God that says God works all things together for good. And sometimes we don't see the good uh, always on this side of heaven. But in the totality of things, when we're able to see the entire tapestry, most of which will be in eternity, we will see that God did all things, made all things work together for good. But that doesn't mean we stop praying just because there are some people who aren't delivered and some aren't healed. No, no. We got to keep praying. We got to keep trusting. We got to keep believing. And we got to keep checking the door. <laughs> we keep praying and we keep checking the door. Because, uh, because many times the answer is at the door. We also see the danger of, um, we see the danger of just, uh, the latter part of that is just a real indictment on, um, I think, uh, worshiping man rather than God, and, and especially political figures. I mean, even in our own country, we see people start talking about political leaders almost like they're gods, almost like they're gods. Like, don't, and you can't say anything against them. You can't say anything uh, crossword about them because they're treated as if they're deities. Um, guys, that's blasphemy. That's sinful. Uh, there's another word for it. It's idolatry. Uh, and so we have no other God before us but the, the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. Um, and so we don't worship man. We never ascribe to a man something that only God can do. Um, no man is beyond correction or uh, critique. No, not me, not you, not any political leader, not any celebrity. We're, we're all we're all open to critique and criticism. Yeah. We're we're open to we're open to being to being heard honestly, but we're also no one's no one's beyond being critiqued, and um, yeah, and we, so here we see Herod. You know, he he takes credit, um, basically sees himself like a god, and um, he died because all these uh, and that's the tr that's the lie about idols. Idols all idols die. They they don't save. They don't ultimately save. They're mortal. They're uh, created beings, so they can't deliver on their promise of salvation. They will die. But 
the word of God will continue to spread and flourish. <laughs> so we put our hope in that. All right, you guys, we're hitting the 20-minute mark. Hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your blessing and peace. Thank you for the word of God that is living and active. Lord, we pray and believe and trust that you can do and will do the miraculous. So today, Lord, we check the door. We see who's what's happening. We see uh, how you are answering already the prayers that we've lifted up to you. And God, we again today put our stake in the ground and say we worship no other God than you and you alone. Our hope is in no one else than you. And so God, um, help us to be an example of those who have an allegiance to the sovereign king, which is you, our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends today. May you encourage and strengthen them, bless them in abundance today, and show them your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for sharing this and subscribing, uh, comments. I love your feedback. You can always reach out to me about the podcast at Bible Study or Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. You guys have a fantastic Monday. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Acts chapter 13. See you then. Go in peace. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.